welcome to the Feedback Force podcast, the game design analysis podcast of the End Defender community. I'm Kelso. And I'm Kyla. And I'm Carl. And, and that was Flippo in the background and, there. And that was the cat. And what you didn't hear was uh, us scrambling to make this episode possible after Skype did after an update. Skype updated because <sighs> fucking Skype! Yeah. Skype, why? Also, I'm noticing right now that Skype has, like, apparently changed its UI colors to the uh, Pantone color of the year, which is two colors for 2017, except now it is almost not 2017 anymore, and they've already announced the new Pantone color of the year for next year. Uh, <laughs> the idea that Pantone has a color of the year is news to me. Oh, yeah. It's, yeah, um... <laughs> Every year they pick a color. Actually, no. I think the color that, that Skype's UI is is the color of the year from 2016. It was like a blue color and then rose quartz. You know, that <laughs> is somehow really typical. And then and then 2017, I believe, was uh, like a, a green. And now for next year, it's some some violet thing. <laughs> Why would you have a color of the year? That's like... That doesn't make any goddamn sense. I, you know, um, it's Pantone. They are... I, I guess the only thing they do is color, so... Yeah. I don't, it's it, it affects a lot of fashion industry stuff and, like, design stuff, I guess. Oh, interesting. As far as I know, People like... People actually, like, take it seriously. Yeah. And, like, wow. every every year, I think uh, Sephora, the, the cosmetics store Sephora, comes out with a whole line of products that are centered around the color of the year. It's it's crazy stuff that matters not at all. Yeah. All right. <laughs> um sure. Why the fuck not? <laughs> yeah. Um what's bothered me most about the Skype update uh is the fact that um there are now two separate emoji buttons on no. either side of the text entry field for chat. One is for, like, like animated and visual-only emojis, and one is for, like, short video reaction GIFs with sound? No, it's emojis. Emojis. Ah. There's a big difference. Oh, Mo that's why you were asking about emojis. <laughs> oh, Microsoft, you old so-and-so. <laughs> Son of a bitch! It's like the worst UX. Why would you, even if you're going to separate those into two icons, which is dumb, but okay, at least there's like categories like that make sense that they're different. Yeah. A, why are they on either side of the text field? And B, why is the difference in their icons that one is round and one is square? I bet that's why they're on other side of the text field, because it would be too confusing if they weren't, but it's also too confusing because they are. Like, uh, how does square signify there is sound attached to it? Like, what? The greatest mystery of our time. Is... You could have easily, it could have easily been an icon of like a fil a cell from a film reel, you know, like a little, that little like cinema yeah. film cell thing with a music note on it. There, it's a movie with sound. That's all you need. Oh, boy. We should we we 
this is this is like behind the scenes stuff that maybe should have happened beforehand. But we should look into just moving over to Discord. I need to see if there's a recorder for Discord. No, um, I mean, you know, like it's fine. Skype is good for what it does. It's just that they, like, they have these really just questionable, arbitrary choices sometimes. Yeah, they removed like ninety percent of the settings. Yeah, it's yeah. That's uh. And every setting now is just an on-off switch, basically. Uh, I, I mean, I guess I get that they're they're going for user friendliness, but to me, having fewer settings isn't particularly friendly. Yeah, I, here's here's the thing about <laughs> Skype is that like every decision they make, like forces me to ask the question, like who is the audience for Skype that is requesting? these features because presumably like they wouldn't be adding these features if they didn't have some user base that required these features but i've never met anyone who is like oh man skype's gotten so much better lately all these new features (laughs) yeah um i honestly i feel like the the core demo is older people who are not very savvy about these kinds of things because yeah because I, I guess with a recent update, they they on their website they had a thing about how like oh well our new updates are going to be so good you can delete Discord, and like here's the thing, I hate Discord because every screen has a whole bunch of like meaningless stupid gamer meme text all over it, and it makes me upset to see it, but it's other than that it's a good service. <laughs> so, so so I put up with it and I, I hope someday that there will be like an extension or an option that I can turn on that's get rid of of the portal joke every time something happens. <laughs> but until like I, I guess my point is I don't think uh the target demo is is young or computer savvy people because they're actively trying to like because those people are on Discord. Yeah, because those people are on Discord. And they know it, and they're trying to say that they're addressing those users, but they're really not. <laughs> yeah. Uh. I mean, I hate Discord as well. There's there's no, there's no a lack of settings there, too. I guess that's true. I'm, anyway, I'm, what I'm have mostly, you been doing? I'm mostly upset with the Skype settings because they there used to be a tab that's like, here's all of the stuff that you have connected to Skype, like all of the other third-party things, like the recorders <laughs> that I use, which is the big one, and it shows you what that is, and it shows you, like, is it working? Blah, 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 and now that's just gone. It is nowhere. But. Anyway. Anyway. Um... So, what I've been doing this past couple weeks is I've been playing a lot more Oxygen Not Included, and I have an addendum to one of the things we were saying last time. Oh, good. Um, which is, last time we were talking about the, the idea that there's, like, no way to create, like, a stable system or a stable loop in there, and I think I actually found it. Oh. Um, there pump? are, uh, yeah, so steam geysers and natural gas geysers. There are geysers that just produce the thing um, that you can bump into if you dig out far enough. Hmm. Um, and then you can just continually harvest that thing. And as far as I can tell, the, the the natural gas geyser produces way more natural gas than I could ever actually use up. Um, 
what actually has become the limiting factor for me right now is space. I have too much um, like gas pressure, and so nothing's pumping because it can't output gas. So I need to actually like take out, um, like take out uh, you know like rock or land or whatever, so that the uh, the gas pressure drops. Interesting. So are are the geysers effectively infinite sources or? Or... As far as I can tell, they are infinite. Hmm. There's like no, there's no like meter on them or anything like that. They stop pumping if like the gas geyser stops pumping if, um, like the the gas pressure reaches like five times normal gas gas pressure or something like that. But, right. Um, huh. But then once you lower the pressure, it starts pumping again. It starts again. Yep. Interesting. Well, that's a good good thing to know. Yep. So for people who like inevitably listened to our previous podcast and were like, what the fuck? These guys didn't play the game at all. They don't know about these things. Well, now we do. Well, you would be correct. We don't know a goddamn thing. (laughs) Yep. Turns out we are, like, not super great at games. Nope. Which is fine. Yeah, that's okay. who cares? None of us are... It's fine not to be. None of us are, are... playing oxygen not included like competitively in the competitive oxygen not included <laughs> esports league because <laughs> that exists which would be insane if it did exist that would be cool. it, would be, it would be tough given how much of that game is rng yeah yeah but you give everyone the same seed mm-hmm. that's yeah true. but even then uh well i guess maybe your which duplicates you get are probably based on the seed as well so like which which ones come up at every, like, crossroads or whatever. Or a cycle or whatever you call it when they regen a new duplicate. Yeah. Anyway, that's not the game we're talking that's about. That's not the game we're talking about. But I thought, I thought I would, like, issue that as a, as a sort of correction. Yep. That's good. This, yeah. is, this is good journalism we're doing here. <laughs> good, accountable <laughs> journalism. Yeah, we have accountability to the audience. That's us. <laughs> yes, we do. Uh, let's see. Should I go into the next game, or are we? Are we? I don't know. What did, What have you guys been up to? Like, what? Nothing. Up with life? <laughs> do you have a uh, Do you have winter break yet, or is that still coming up? No, that's like twenty second and forward. Ah. Yeah, I think that's about where I'm at. Is that the next? Is that next Friday? Yeah. Because I think that's about where uh, where mine starts as well. But I do get some time off work, and that's nice. That's good, yeah. I, I like time. I have been Christmas shopping, which is, like, stressful. Oh. oh, there's dogs barking in my house. Can you hear that? Oh, yeah. Okay. okay. Yeah. It sounds, well. sounds echoey, too. It sounds like there's some kind of, like, hound in a faraway tunnel. I mean, it's, it's, it's not a hound, but she's in a, a downstairs room that's, like all hardwood and it's a pretty big room it's so it's like the living she's in the living room uh probably probably barking out the back door um and yeah it, it had, does echo had, like lots of uh, deer and stuff visiting you right that... always oh that's a fun thing to, to mention i saw a fucking mountain lion in my neighborhood just like oh, yeah. two nights ago so that's great it's so um, I mean, it was it was pretty far from the house. It was like towards the 
entrance of the neighborhood when I was I was like driving just after the sun had set and I was going to the grocery store and it ran across the street in front of me like close enough that I could see it clearly and I could tell without a shadow of a doubt that it was in fact a mountain lion but thankfully far enough away that I was at no point in any danger of hitting it so <laughs> yeah. I was very considerate of of him or her uh, to do that uh, I was saying on Twitter, maybe it'll just eat all the deer in your yard for you, and then... Uh... I mean, I haven't seen any deer uh, in the past couple of days, so who knows? <laughs> maybe it is! Although usually there's, like, way too many deer for probably for a single mountain lion to eat, but... Uh, maybe there's maybe not. a million of them. <laughs> maybe there's a million mountain lions. Maybe she's got, like, baby mountain lions. Maybe. Is it? I don't know what time of year they have babies. I was going to say, I, I probably don't not. know if it's mountain lion breeding season. I have no <laughs> probably, idea. They're I would... probably born in the spring like most animals. Yeah, that's what I would assume, but I don't know. Well, maybe... you can still have, like, less than year old yeah. cubs that you're feeding. Yeah, I mean, there's, like, small deer. There's, like, deer that you can tell are young, and they're extra cute because they've got their, their winter coats in, so they're just little little, <laughs> little fluff balls with, like, stick legs. Oh, it's great. <laughs> Anyway, yeah, that's my, uh, that's my nice. big, that's your adventure. big, exciting thing for the past couple of weeks. Just large predators. Did you guys, did you guys watch, uh, when Shanbo played Tacoma drunk? Oh god, I should, I need to watch that. I forgot that that happened. <laughs> oh, that was a great VOD. He was just so excited. He was so happy and excited about it, and he got like almost nowhere in the game because he was pretty drunk. <laughs> Good. I hope he replays it sober at some point because I'm like actually super curious about, uh, you know, what what he's doing, uh, like what he thinks on it, and um, you know. I mean, it sounds it, like he he at least enjoyed it, which is uh, important, right? Yeah, I think he saw like. He he's he only got into the first area and while he was there he's like missed just a lot of content. Whoops. So that's okay. Um But he's he's pretty hilarious. He's he's doing like uh he was basically doing like drunk analysis, but it was still very like Seanbo analysis kind yeah. of stuff. So I will have to I need to remember to check that out. Absolutely. That he was like also delight. He was also playing uh, one of those physics sim games where you build uh, ski lifts. I haven't. I. I mean, I haven't you heard know, of that one in particular. But you're you're like familiar with like bridge building sims. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. So at the beginning of the night, he was playing that for a while. That was like before he was completely smashed, but uh, it's still pretty entertaining. <laughs> there were some good uh, Twitch clips from it. Where it's just him going like, "This is it. This is going to be the one. It's perfect." And then like hitting play, and everything like immediately <laughs> falls apart. Uh, there's a reason those games are so popular on Twitch, because mm -hmm. the unintentional hilarity uh, potential is very high. high. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So that's a that's a thing for community members to go check out. Yeah, I'm gonna check it out. For sure. Uh, so, I, yeah, we can talk about the game. Yeah, I don't. Play. I don't have a segue. I'm like trying to come up with on the wheels are turning. 
maybe we're you can talking, hear the wheels and you know what else involves talking hey, out loud? <laughs> the game that we played. Um, yeah, we played uh, Inverbus Virtus, which is a first-person sort of puzzle action game with the big gimmick of uh, casting spells with voice commands using your very own voice. Uh, and I'm, I was surprised that the voice commands seemed to be one of the better parts of the game. Like, the yeah. fact that they worked very consistently. I don't... I, I struggle to think of any example where I uh, said the spell and it didn't work. Yeah. I had some issues with it. Ah. That's... I'm not sure why, but, it, like, I got it down in the end to attitude about, like, between one and two tries every time. Okay. Okay. That's not it so might bad. Be, it might be calibrated based on certain accents. Yeah, I calibrated my own. Okay. Oh, yeah, good. so you yeah, did a personal works. calibration. Because I know there's there's options for that, which I which I ended up not really having to check out. Yeah, I went into it and it said, like, please try the basic thing before you calibrate. And I'm like, all right. Yeah. And it was fine. Um but yeah, I like that tends to be an issue for games like this, where it's like, if you're good, you can make it work like m- all of the time for most people. Uh, but there's always going to be some some group of people for whom, like, for whatever reason, it just doesn't work. Yeah. <laughs> Whether that's hardware or that's like trying to match. I I did a, a educational project once where we were looking into. Um, like voice recognition software stuff and it's it's complicated and it's hard and it's like nobody really does it super well yeah we were actually looking into the way that the the connect does it oh yeah yeah my my parents have an alexa and every every time they like ask it a question i'm like i've got my phone and i pull it up as the thing is you know giving the answer and it's like why? Why do you need this? Yeah. Well, I mean, it's nice if you can say, like, hey, play music, and it just plays music for you or whatever. Yeah, it's the future. That's mostly what they yeah. use it for. For Yeah, I mean, it's a smart home thing. Which, for having, like, uh, okay. For having NPR playing when, like, my parents are gone so that the dogs don't feel lonely downstairs. Aww. <laughs> it's cute. And also, yeah. I always know when, when I'm the only one here because... NPR is playing in the kitchen. <laughs> I see. Yep. Yeah, the uh But yeah, so the it's voice recognition based. Yeah. Is is the is where this this is like conversation started. Yeah. And it works sorry. surprisingly oh, well. Sorry, tangent. Um on my stream this morning we were uh Jetlag has a Alexa and we were experimenting to see with if I said a command on the stream if Come filtered through her speakers if I could command her Alexa. Oh, does it work? Uh, Alexa reacted, so, like, she clearly recognized the Alexa keyword, but she didn't mm-hmm. follow my instructions. Oh. That, yeah. <laughs> I wonder if it was, like, a, a distance issue. Hmm. Um, but, or garbledness from it being, you know, sound from a speaker. Yeah, that too. But, anyway. <laughs> That's a fun experiment. Uh... The game. Talk about the game. <laughs> uh, the game. So, yeah, you play as uh, a wizard, I guess, and you are, the, like, the beginning cutscene, you're trudging through the desert, 
Um, and you come across a big ruined temple, which is what you're looking for. I don't actually remember like what your specific objective is. It's a research, like you're researching. I think the language, and you. I think they're not. They're intentionally unclear about it in the yeah. beginning because there's like other cutscenes later that like reveal backstory. Yeah, that is true. Um, um, so ba- yeah, basically you you find this temple and you enter into the temple, and from there it's just a lot of puzzles and enemies to fight. And lots and lots of wandering through corridors. Dark, dark corridors. corridors. That sort of tend to look a bit samey. Yeah, yeah, that all look identical. <laughs> it's it's crazy because at the at the beginning of the game, you're you're in the desert, so you're like you're sun blinded, and everything all, like all of the whites are completely blown out. So I adjusted my gamma down, <laughs> and then I got into the caves and realized. That was not the proper thing to do in that situation, and immediately had to bump the gamma all the way back up. Um, yeah, that's not like the super wisest design move. Um, yeah. Like I can maybe think of where they were going with that, but I I, I imagine that's a common problem because I also tried to bump the gamma down. Because I think what you need to do there is just make sure that. The glare, the sun glare effect that you're using is not so powerful that it, like, completely bleaches out everything. Yeah. Uh, uh, Which sort of brings me to, like, the main crux of, like, almost all of my notes that I wrote down. (laughs) Um, I think I know where this is heading. (laughs) (laughs) Which is that this, this game has a really amateur feel to it. Yes. Um, like, it does not feel like a professionally designed game. Uh, at the moment I started playing it, like, from from almost minute one, there were a lot of these tiny little clues of, like, wait a minute. Like, the when it tells you, like, what controls you're supposed to use, it just uses the, like, file name keywords for both the computer key and the, the gamepad corresponding control, uh, yeah. which is weird. Like, it'll say, like, to jump... Uh, press spacebar or control underscore pad underscore one underscore A or something like that. Um, And then like when I got outside of the temple uh, I noticed the capsule height is way off because you're like about the size of a shrub. Um, So like the player capsule is like where is the camera located? Mm -hmm. Um, And something, I, I think the capsule is just too small. Um, because you are like at ground level, you're, you're like you're like you have to be less than a foot tall based on the visual cues. Yeah, or like do. I don't know, both your legs are broken and you're just walking <laughs> on your hands across the desert or something. Yeah, or something. I mean, um, and that could be the case. <laughs> yeah, it could that would not be extremely weird. Actually, uh, yeah. the big thing that I like the first the first note that I took, um, because at the beginning of the game, I I spent a fair amount of time adjusting, like, graphical settings, trying to turn off the motion blur, which I don't think you can. Um, like, looking for... Oh, yeah, for... you can't turn off the head bob, either. Yeah, that's... I, I actually was looking for those two specifically, uh, for you. <laughs> um, yep. And realized that, uh, you couldn't, and I was, like, uh, what else? I, I had a lot of, like, a lot of screen tearing, um, the first time, 
And so I went in and adjusted my V-Sync, and every single option that I that I changed, you gotta restart the game for any yep. of them to take yep. effect. Like, yeah. So it's all these little, like, not necessarily deal-breaking details, but little details that add up yes. uh, to each other. One of the funniest ones for me is if you if you try and save your game with a name that's too long um it doesn't like so i'm typing the name and it doesn't like stop me typing the name too long it doesn't like turn the box red or anything um it uh just when i hit this like finish typing the name and hit save it pops up an error message that says that save name was too long, and then takes me back out to the main part of the save menu. Yeah, the same like, thing... Like, it doesn't have me re-enter it, it just has me, like... Yeah, the same thing happened to me, um... Uh, with... I think... <laughs> I think I was putting in, like, a little angry... Angry face in my save name. Yep, that's uh, about... <laughs> yeah, like and, that. and it was like, sorry, there's an invalid character, which I'm assuming uh, was, like, the less than symbol that I used for angry eyebrows. Um... Yeah, and that just had to had to do it again. And it's it's like you couldn't just take me back to the text entry field. You know I'm gonna try and enter it again. Yeah. Um, but basically, all of this added together, I was looking at it and I'm like, this is absolutely a student game. Like I have I have been through grad school for game design. I have seen countless student games. I know a student game when I see one. Um, and were you correct? I was so correct. You were I correct. Was, I, I, so as I was playing it, I'm like, okay, student game. And then as I'm playing it more, I'm like, okay, they didn't have a game designer on this team. It's They had programmers, and they were doing a proof of concept for the voice recognition. Uh, and then they just were like, this is pretty cool, and people seem to like it. Let's just build out the full game. Um, and then I got to the scene where you will talk about this. You meet, like, the guide character, and she's, like, a mostly naked woman. Yeah. For no reason, yeah. um, and I'm like, and the team was all male, <laughs> um, and I then I went to their website, and sure enough, it is like the the full team is five people. They're all dudes. Uh, it's two programmers, two artists, and a sound person, uh, and it's this is their student these like student project that they like then graduated and finished. I'm like nailed every single goddamn point on that list. Yep. Yep. I know a student game when I see one. <laughs> yeah, for sure. It reminds me of my own thesis, to be honest. Mm-hmm. Like, it has that, like, there is one thing I'm really excited about and really focusing on, and I don't have, like, the time, budget, or interest to do anything else Yeah, with this game. And that's exactly what it feels like. Yep. And, I mean, you weren't selling your, your thesis project for 20 bucks on Steam. Yeah, that's the thing. It's like, that's fine. I don't know if that's worth 20 bucks, though. Like, my thesis is certainly not worth 20 bucks. I mean, I guess if if you're looking only at, uh, you know, value per hour, none of us have finished it yet. <laughs> that's true. We are, all, we are all speaking from having experienced, like, basically the first chapter of the game. Kelsey, you did maybe two of them. Yeah, I'm like, maybe... I'm, I'm, I did chapter one and almost two. Yeah, I want to say I'm like maybe two thirds of the way. 
I'd have to look at the guide again. I, I want to say I'm about two-thirds of the way through the second chapter-ish, roughly. So we all have gotten through about half of the game, roughly, because um, it, it's a three-chapter game. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think I just entered chapter two. Um, I, I, I looked at that guide that you gave, and based on like their layout of things, I was like, oh, I'm actually almost done with this chapter. Let me just do like the one last puzzle I stopped on. Yeah. Um, I mean, if they keep going at this rate, chapter three is going to be like... Chapter two is so much longer than chapter one. Yeah. I think it said somewhere in the guide... Uh, I don't feel like looking for it now. I think the guy who wrote the guide did say somewhere that chapter two was the longest, but I might. Yeah, I mean, that's, that's yeah. quite possible. Yeah, he um, says that it's uh, arguably the longest and probably his least favorite. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, the the puzzles, insofar as when you get to them, are fine, but there's like... There's not enough of them. You spend too much time wandering tunnels and things between puzzles and, like, not doing anything interesting. Yeah. So, that is really fixed in Chapter 2, I would say. Is it? Okay. Chapter 2 has a lot more puzzles. Okay. And more interesting ones, I would say. Yeah, Chapter 2 also... has more puzzles, but it also the layout of the area is more confusing. Like, it's it's specifically, like, a maze. So Ugh. that's probably why. Like, yeah, it is a maze. Here's here's what I did. Right, every time you get a map at the beginning of the section, I just screen capped it. And I was gonna say, did you screen it cap open. it? Yeah, that screen thought capped occurred it to me as well. Popped it open in in my other monitor. It helps. I just never used it, but I was lost most of the time. <laughs> so maybe you should have. Maybe I should have. Hmm. Uh, yeah. So the. Uh... There's also, yeah, so all the corridors, at least in Chapter 1, have a very self-similar look to them. Like, it's it's really not easy to tell, uh, like, what part you're in until you come out into, like, one of the landmark areas, mm-hmm. uh, which is kind of a problem. Uh, and overall, the queuing is not great. Um, like, the idea of the, the parts that show you where you're supposed to go and where you're supposed to look... And, like, that direct you certain ways. Like, there's a lot of stuff you can do with lighting uh, and with, you know, uh, um, I'm doing a hand gesture that you guys can't see. Uh, Explain Elevation is the the word I was looking Uh, for. Yeah. Uh, And with elevation and with being able to see things in a distance. But, like, having having you just be in a dark tunnel the entire time for the whole first chapter is like, it's hard to use a lot of those cues in a self-same dark tunnel. Yeah, and I... So the way it's sort of structured is you know, you, you get your first spell pretty quickly and there are no barriers for that first spell. And on the way to that spell there are areas that you can't get to because you don't have it. So you get that spell, you can go back and do an area... Um, it's basically a game of remembering what you've encountered that you can't get past with your current arsenal of spells and remembering those obstacles when you do eventually get the spell that you need, which is... And where it's located. located, Yeah, (laughs) which is not necessarily a great system. 
Yeah, and yeah, they don't do a very good job of like, okay, you got the thing, let me shepherd you or direct you back towards the area where you're supposed to be next. Like it's good to show someone the locked door before they get the key, but you got to you got to make it easy for them to get back to that locked door then. Right. Yep. And uh, uh, I mean, doesn't... again, I feel like uh, I mean, this is still a problem in chapter 2, but it feels much more okay because it's more about looking around, sort of. More, more about like exploring the space. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that would be that would be nice. Maybe I should keep playing and and try it. I probably won't though. I think I think uh, the biggest issue that I have with with this approach is that uh, some of it feels like it's a bit of a pixel hunt, where you're looking for a very specific symbol, and if if you don't know. Um, what that symbol is because you haven't gotten the spell that corresponds with it yet uh, you, you'll you'll just not realize that oh this is a thing I need to come back to yeah so yeah, yeah and that's a queuing thing like exactly what you yeah. should do is make it like hugely like shiny and different and weird looking like they did a, actually a decent job on that with the command rune where it's like, hey, this is a big green sigil, and I haven't ever seen any big green sigils before. Like, this is, you know, like, clearly this is something that should do something, but I don't know what yet. Oh, see, I was I was actually thinking about the command rune as well. In in the room where you have to make the bridge appear, like, oh, I, well, that... I didn't know it was there at all. Like, I, yeah, that, <laughs> I had see, to that's not a problem. It. That's not a problem with, uh, like, yeah. So I was thinking of the command rune, like, when it when you first see it, where it's like very prominently on a door. Mm-hmm. The problem here, in, in that instance, is a queuing problem, because yeah. you have to look up to see it. And they do absolutely no queuing to make you look up. Yeah, I think... They, uh, I mean, they ha- do have the birds. They have the birds, and I think that's sort of the, the most vertical space you're put into, into the game at that point. But it's also an extremely busy space. There's a whole lot going on visually that's that makes yeah. the, the command symbol really, really easy to overlook. So it's like, eh. <laughs> yeah, and when you, get, when you get to that point, like, there's also a deep ravine there. So it's like, it's it's encouraging you to look down at all the debris that's floating in the ravine. Yeah, yeah. That you can stand on. Yeah, that you can jump to, and yeah. you can jump, like, halfway across the thing. Like, it's, I, it was so unclear to me, like, is this a platforming puzzle? Am I supposed to jump across? Or am I not supposed to jump across? Because there, when I first found the um, the command rune, appara- and I didn't have the command spell yet, uh, apparently I was supposed to backtrack up this these like rock ledges, and that was like incredibly difficult, unpleasant platforming. Yeah, there's um, a lot of very unpleasant platforming in this game. Uh. And so it was unclear to me, like, okay, does that mean that I am supposed to, like, backtrack here? Or am I supposed to, do they think that I can do this platforming? Is it a case of, like, they're just completely, you know, like, they only play tested with themselves, so they're all great at at this these particular challenges? Yeah. Or, or the part where... Um if you don't have telekinesis yet and you find the gem on the floor, it's like, why can't I just pick this fucking thing up and put it in the place where it needs to be? (laughs) (laughs) I 
I didn't even realize that you could get into that chamber um, because I didn't when I got to that the place where you get the the ray guns the ray spell. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't realize that there was another way off that platform. Oh, I thought yeah. you had to backtrack the way you came. Because I looked all around, and there are really subtle little targets that you can hit with pinpoint light. Um, but, like, they're, again, they're not called out very well. They're yeah. subtle. They're, like, hidden in the the noise of that chamber, which is a really, like, bright and visually... Uh, convoluted chamber mm-hmm. the the only reason i actually noticed those uh those targets i guess was because there was a similar one on a locked gate that you see earlier um and that's that's I, the only reason that i was like maybe that's a thing that i should point yeah maybe i at. hadn't maybe i hadn't seen that gate yeah. yet or else i hadn't opened that gate yet yeah so when i was at that point i instantly saw them but that's because i i thought i had explored every everywhere and i didn't and I didn't have like the command room and stuff. Oh yeah. Or the command spell. So I went on, and I was stuck at the bridge for so long because I thought that was the only way to go. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 There's there's some stuff that should probably be like closed off before it is, uh, or like you know not not opened yet uh, that you can get to where it's like. No, you need to make it clear that, like, they're not supposed to be here yet. Yeah, like, even putting a door with the command rune on it before you get to that big chamber would have been a huge help. Yeah. But... And I, I know they did that for, like, one puzzle somewhere where it's... My yeah. journal got updated and it said I didn't have... I needed oh, this spell. Speaking of journals being updated, how long did it take you guys to figure out that eye puzzle? A long frickin' time. That's actually that's actually the puzzle that made me look up a guide. <laughs> Wait, which one's eye puzzle? The one where you have to look at the ground and then approach the eye. Oh. Uh, and then and then after you have approached the eye, you have to look at the eye for like five odd seconds, and then you have completed the puzzle. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And if you, if you look it up, it it says like if you look at the the eye it gives you the hint like i should pay attention to the runes that i've found uh elsewhere in the caves and that's the only hint mm-hmm. and the the runes that you found elsewhere in the cave are translated in the form of journal entries that you have so if you go and read your journal um you can discover that uh like there's a there's a passage and you know, in in the list of things that are like not super great quality of this game, I would include the writing. Yes. Um, like there's there's some really like needlessly wordy journal passages about like oh like the the um, prophecy of light and dark, and they're actually siblings and both are important, and it's like really long and like unpleasant to read and not that interesting it's like very generic fantasy kind of stuff yeah, i i think my favorite one was uh when you get the the telekinesis spell there's a whole aside about how like by the way i'm writing this journal entry with telekinesis right now <laughs> yeah. it was just so goofy and um, also like you gotta keep like the focus on the game on the mechanics really yeah, yeah. like i'm 
I was glad to have had the journal, just because there were a lot of times where I forgot what a command was for a spell. Yeah, there really needed to be, like, a hotkey that you just hold down and it brings in a panel on the side that's just got a list of all the commands. Oh, yeah, that'd be great. You don't have to go digging through the journal every time you forget. Because it's, I mean, it's a spellcasting game. You literally have to memorize the spells you're going to say, which, like... From a UX perspective, is not that great, but the game designer in me really loves it because it's you know, it's like it's, really immersive. It is, it is. But um, I mean, I would think it would work better. I didn't try it. If you use English, that's true because and it's I, easier I, to remember because you have something to relate to. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I mean, we if you have just random letters bunched together, you you're gonna keep forgetting them yeah. and mixing them up. And I, I, I'm like I'm looking at this guide, which also includes a list of all the spells. And there are there are ten different spells, and some of the spells have two different commands associated with them. And I mean, by by the end of the first chapter, you have like four or five spells. And at that point, four or five spells that only have one command. And at that point, even I was like having to refer back to the uh, yeah. the the journal. So do, I- I mean, we, we sort of skipped over, we got right to the meat here and sort of skipped over our usual, like, summary of the game part. Um, do you want to, like, go through the list of spells and what they are? Yeah, and what yeah, they actually, do? that's a good idea. So the first spell you get is a, like, a basic light spell. Uh, should, should we say what the commands are? Yeah, do it. Do okay, it. so the light spell, and also, I think these are, like... Uh, I don't know. Let's see if I let's see if I can remember the ones from chapter one. The okay. light spell is Lumetial. Yes, the light spell is Lumetial, which just it basically just sort of gives you a glow so that you can see in the dark. And then, like the first puzzle you get is here's a super dark room that is actually a tiny narrow path surrounded on all sides by abyss, and you can't like pass it until you get the light. Uh, the second one you get is a light beam, which is your first it- like offensive. Ectolume. Yes. Which, like, lets you activate things with light and do light-based puzzles, and also lets you uh, attack the little... Like, the first enemy that you come across are these little swarms of, of bug-like dudes. That yeah, either, little beetles. Yeah, they're and either on the ground or damn, some of them they fly. Need, they need way better feedback for when you have and haven't killed those things. Yeah. Because they just sort of fall over, and then their bodies get lost amidst the ones you haven't killed yet, and it's so hard to tell, like, whether you're hitting them or not. Yeah, it's um, it's not great. Uh, also, those drop health. God, they really, need they health. really needed a game designer on this team. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, sorry, this is like this is like the you know ultimate kind of pet peeve for me as a game designer is like game design is important it's important to the experience of the game yeah but hey who needs that when you've got two artists and a voice command to be fair in a small team it can be hard to fit yeah yeah and it's you know maybe they just didn't know like didn't have anyone didn't know anyone on their student team like you're on a student team you're working with no resources basically like yep. the art in my game there's like one or two really good assets that are just not animated at all because i had one like awesome artist who only had time to do like one or two things for me and no animator and like you know so that's what we do that's how student projects work yep it's like but uh, anyway 
it's like a, it's a game that I'm working on. And we've got like we've got a pretty big team, but nobody nobody wants to be the animator on the team <laughs> because like none of us are 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 that into like 3D animation. Like because I'm mostly a 2D animator, and I'm not even I'm not even doing animation on this project. I'm doing like UI, which is interesting. Yeah. Um, I'm also like the only dedicated 2D artist, which is fun. Um, Speaking of UI, did you does, was it just me or was the health bar like the little container for your health bar like inappropriately stretched? Like, did it look like it was res drawn to you? I'm looking at a screenshot, and yes, it kind of does. <laughs> and I don't, I don't know if like, <sighs> I don't know. I guess there's a lot of reasons why that could be. Like, they they programmed it, and it's like, whoops, it's too short. Uh, let's just stretch it out so that we can fit more <laughs> health into here instead of, you know, making a new asset for, yeah. for that element. I rarely use the health bar, to be honest. Because, I, I do die. you die in two hits. Yeah. Pretty much. Well, except for the bugs, in which case, I think you die in, like, five hits or something. Yeah. Yeah, but they're all comic ones. If yeah, they, they kind of run yeah, into if, if you If you get stuck in a swarm, you're basically... You're basically done. It yeah. mattered a lot in the maze. Though. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. That's when I started looking at it. Yeah. Um, okay. Uh, the next spell you get is the Mark of Command spell, Kyla. Um, hold on. Uh, you can do it. Yeah, no, I, I know it. I know it. Um, it's something with Tial in it. Yes. Uh, something with a D? Yes, there's a D. Um, it's not the first letter, though. Oh. It's the it's, second uh, letter. <laughs> it's, like, Uda Tial or something like it's, that? It's Tial Uda, yeah. Tial Uda, okay. Yep. Tial Uda, yeah. And and that one, uh, anytime you see a rune of command and you use that spell, it just activates the rune, which has... It's basically, like, the catch-all sort of thing yeah. for it's any... It's like, acti- activate a machine or it's a, a path. Yeah, it's a button. It's a button. It's a button. Like Press activate button. a activate a machine or make a magical bridge appear or like slide some statues around in the puzzle space. Um, yeah, it's it's basically the we need this to move and our only our only mechanic is spells. So let's make a spell. Yeah. Uh, the next one is uh, telekinesis. Oh, that one I'm not gonna remember. It's like kume. Odia or something. It was like some some very different one. It's uh, it's Obi Kenu, which you, Obi I mean, Kenu. you were you were you were pretty close. You were pretty close. Which, by the way, how many of these sound like fucking Star Wars names? <laughs> a lot. <laughs> like a lot. Um, this is a thing. This is some feedback that I gave in my like writers group uh, to someone who was doing like a sort of like. Uh, not it's it wasn't post-apocalyptic because that almost implies that it was like a like an Earth apocalypse. It was like just like a fantasy dystopia kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the the author would not stop making up words for shit, and I'm uh. like, don't make up words for shit. There are perfectly good words that that serve the purpose you're trying to get at that are less confusing to your reader. Yep. Oh, that's always fun. Like, I get what you're going for. You want it to feel like you're trying to world build, but there are better ways to world build. There absolutely are. That's like... I hate world builders. <laughs> <laughs> like, the, the, the useless made-up words is 
my least favorite trope. And my second least favorite is unnecessary apostrophes. <laughs> and a lot of times they're combined. So that's uh, but, always great. But the, the, the telekinesis um, uh, had also had, uh, like, ecto name and name ecto oh, while yeah, you yeah. were doing telekinesis to either bring the object you're holding towards you or to, uh, send it away from you. Yeah, which... Right? Yes, which I missed uh, the first, like, for a while until I needed it and was like, wait a minute, is there seriously no way to do this? And I had to, like, look it up mm -hmm. and saw that that was the thing. And again, you can only get that by, like, reading the journal entry, yep. which, to be fair, or, or at, least they, at least they bold the the text Yeah, uh, that is, like, the spell words. Like, that's in, like, bold yellow letters in the rest of the white, so you can just, like, glance and go, like, oh, there's the keyword I need. Yep. So that's good. Yep. I mean, the keyword for those is pretty much the same as the keyword for the spell when you look it up, but, I mean... Yeah. So you read them all at once. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, the next spell is a healing spell. Okay, that's the first one I didn't get, okay. so... Okay, it's, it's uh, Yega Mede... And it only works if you're standing in water, which is kind of, I don't, I, like, it's it's frustrating in a lot of ways, but it's also kind of interesting that they added that restriction. I did read, um, I did read some Steam reviews of this because I decided I wanted to leave a Steam review um, when I was very frustrated. <laughs> um and uh, someone was complaining about, like, yeah, no, the heal spell works when you're... It's continuous when you're standing in water. So there's there are boss fights where you're just, like, in a pool of water, so you are invincible. Oh, I didn't know that. I didn't, I didn't get to the boss fights. That's great, though. <laughs> I mean, I guess it's helpful if, uh, if, you, if you're, at, you know, as squishy as you are. Um, and then... The next one is the uh, the Mark of Fire, which is a two-parter. So uh, Atul Agni leaves a rune on, like, a surface or an enemy, and then uh, Uda Notem detonates. So, like, it, it charges, basically. You put the rune down, and then you let it go for a while, and then detonate it, and it gets more powerful the longer you have uh, let it go. Wait, That's is fun. that how it works? Uh, yes. I thought it got more powerful if I keep using it on someone. Uh, I mean, I'm oh, I'm looking that... at I'm I'm just I reading I'm just reading one. the guide at this point. <laughs> uh, let's see. Initial contact deals damage as well as a subsequent explosion. However, the initial contact deals a fraction of the damage that a fully charged rune will deal. So there's that. <laughs> I don't know. There you go, Carl. Whatever that means. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and then there's a the next one is teleport. I haven't gotten the teleport one. Um, Me neither. Okay, so we're all we're all in uncharted territory here. So teleport. Uh, let me just read this. Uh, Namet Atul will trigger an instant teleport to the player's cursor once cast, and oh, this one has three words. Notem Atul Opun will bring up a targeting reticle. If the area the player is pointing to is able to be traversed to with a teleport, the rune will appear. If not, blah, blah, blah. Um, and then you teleport to where the, the rune 
is. So there's like the the aiming version and the shortcut version. There's yeah, pretty much. Yeah, basically. Like there, there's one where uh, the the three word one like brings up a little like rune that sort of serves as your as a targeting reticle, and the other one just blinks you to wherever you're pointed. I guess. That was another complaint that I read about in the the Steam reviews, where they were like, "There's a ridiculous platforming puzzle near the end where you have to like, like hit a switch and then dash to a place and then jump and then teleport, like all within a short span. Like, how do they expect anybody to do this?" So I'm like, "Oh, that sounds like not platforming I want to do." Yeah, that. Mm. Yeah, that sounds I pretty think, bad. So this is made in Unreal Engine, and it. It's hard to tell, but I think they just went with the straight out of the box uh, controls. Like I'm sure Unreal comes with like a first person controller um, that you can just use, uh, and it feels like they just used that and did not actually bother to like change anything about how the controls are. So as a result, it feels like really generic and not particularly like juicy or interesting to do any of the platforming. Yeah. <laughs> Which they have you do like a surprising amount of time like or uh, you know like a, a surprising amount uh, in the, within the game. You have to like like run over here before a timer runs out or jump over and do this and yeah. Yeah I was, I was pretty dismayed when I realized that there was going to be as much platforming as there was but, you know, um, okay, uh, the next one is a shield, which I guess is also a two-parter. Uh, Munio Name uh, is the actual shield and absorbs damage, and uh, Atul Ecto repulses the energy harnessed from the absorption. So it's like a two-part, so you use Munio Name to, like, absorb attacks, and then Atul Ecto to... Like a charge cannon, so, kind yeah, of thing. I guess to like pew pew back. Hmm. It seems like it could be interesting. Yeah, because I know I know there's like eventually as you get further, there's actually an enemy that uses spell your own spells. Like it has the same arsenal of spells that you have, and it uses them against you, which seems like it could be fun to deal with, or also not at all fun, <laughs> <laughs> Dep- depending. Um, Let's see, the next one is Wall of Fire, uh, Agni Munio, which uh, leaves a large flame in the area where the caster waves their hand, has a duration, like a set amount of time. Um, And then the last one is Freezing Beam or Ebon Ecto, which is basically the light beam, except it's a freeze ray. So (laughs) it's, it's more powerful it slows enemies down, and I guess it also freezes water. Cool. You said bow. <laughs> I did. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> uh, yep. It's it's yeah. spelled I B O H N, by the way, which is I B O Ibon Ibon. Yeah, something like that. Something like that. So those are all the spells that you have access to. Obviously, we didn't get to all of them, but I wonder how much, like easier it would be slash dorkier it would feel to do it in English I kind of want to test with it in English yeah. where I'm just saying like throw light or light beam light <laughs> it's, spell it's like that that um that video of the LARPer 
Yeah, yeah. Magic missile. Lightning magic bolt, missile. Lightning bolt. Yeah. Uh, and I almost went LARPing once. There's nothing wrong with LARPing. I, it fun. sounded like a lot of fun, but I, I just. It's playing make believe as a grown up. That's like my that was like my favorite thing to do as a kid was to play make believe. So yeah. I'm okay with grown ups playing. Yeah, no, it, it it basically came down to like talking about LARPing with a an acquaintance, uh, like a long time ago that that did it, and she invited me to a LARP weekend, and I was kind of interested, but I was like, I don't feel like I know you well enough to spend an entire weekend with you and a bunch of people that you are close to. So, yeah. I, didn't, I didn't do it, but, you know, maybe someday I will yeah. I will do LARP. When you were, like, 50? Yeah. <laughs> oh, man, 50-year-old LARPers. I would watch a TV show about that. <sighs> I'm just, I'm just imagining, um, uh, 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 Real LARPers of Orange County. No, who's, uh, what's the the guy who played Saruman in Lord of the Rings? Christopher, oh, Christopher Lee. Christopher Lee, yeah. Like, I feel like that would be Would have been a LARPer. That would be his jam if he was still with us. Yep. I could see that. Yeah. yeah. It would, you'd call it like, uh, like Golden Year LARP or, you know, like the, the Golden Chalice or, you know, like some kind of pun <laughs> on, like, gold or silver. I, because uh, they're old. <laughs> oh man, I want this to happen now. We gotta, we gotta write this down. Pitch it, <laughs> yeah, pitch it to the networks. Say, somebody pitch this quick. Somebody pitch this. You don't even have to credit us. We just want to see it happen. Yeah, oh. we will all watch this and tell all our friends to watch it. Yes. Um. Yeah. So I, I mean, I would say we talk about the plot of the game, but we none of us got very far. Um. Well, and so we saw. To be honest, I don't really care much. Yeah, it's as I said, it's pretty a mechanic-driven game. Yeah, yeah, absolutely, it is. And there, so there was, there's one scene after you get to the first eye statue that you have to approach like humbly or whatever. Um, there's a scene with this guardian woman of the temple who's just like a blue naked lady. Um, who like gives you the command spell, mm-hmm. uh, and then the the other cutscene that I got far enough to see was like after you finish chapter one, like the temple collapses under mm-hmm. you, and you realize that like your dead wife gave you this amulet, and that's what's been like protecting you this whole time, or something like that, or that's what's made you able to use the spells. Maybe um, it was kind of unclear, but it was that's... very unclear. <laughs> um... I agree. But I'm like, I'm like, the only takeaway I'm getting from this is that there's a fridged lady involved somehow. I don't, and I'm not. Are we talking about the dead wife or the the the, the, the dead wife? See, because oh, okay, yeah, because I know the the guardian lady who is like her name is Veritas and she is the source of all truth. Uh, also, I think it's it's funny that you mentioned that that's that character is what made you look up to see if it was. Uh, all dudes who made this game because <laughs> I saw that and it just reminded me of um, one of my friends from school who uh, he's a very good character modeler <laughs> but there were there were many times where he would have a project and he's like I'm gonna make a smoking hot lady <laughs> and I was like oh of course you are <laughs> yeah. it was Super fair I'm gonna say in our last student project we had a similar character, yeah, and it was like a team full of girls, pretty much. Yeah. Well, the 
the problem is that that character has become such a cliche at this point, right? Like it, she basically she's Cortana. She's, you know, like there's there's a lot of characters for whom that's like, oh yeah, it's like the sexy female guide character. Um, like it's it's almost a shorthand, and I'm like, is it? I I feel like there's. I feel like this is true, but I can't really think of many. Um, I don't know. Maybe I'm. Uh... Maybe I'm exaggerating. There's a, there's a, there's one in. Um, obviously, there's like Cortana in the Halo series. Um, there's a not half naked, but there is a there is a character like that in Warframe as well. Um, Lotus, I think she's called. Uh, who's they they call her Space Mom because um, she's she's like there to just like give you missions and stuff. Good. Um, I'm sure. So she's yeah. like. She's not as sexualized, but she is still this like mysterious female guardian character, um, and so I don't know. I think it's a trope. Maybe uh, maybe I'm exaggerating its prominence, but um, I but don't know. Is, I mean, it like, sounds clearly. Correct. Yeah, yeah. No, I'm sure I could come up with with examples as well if I like sat and thought about it for a while. I think the only interesting thing about um, about the lady about uh, titty lady which by the way I, I um i just like came up with dumb names for each of my different save slots and after she after, <laughs> oh man i did that too cool after after she gave me the uh, command spell i named that save file i command the titty so <laughs> uh spelled t-i-t-y Ah. Just so you know, like yeah, that's um, important. Yeah, I'm I'm looking at the the guide, and apparently, uh, the she's the final boss, but like a corrupted version of her, with ah. like weird skeletal body and spider arms, and uh, actually, it looks pretty cool. Um, okay. Nice. So I don't know how how you get from point A to point B, but there's there it is. <laughs> It's significantly my, less sex also. My she, save after that was uh, T'all fucking Uda because I was just so pleased to finally <laughs> have that spell. I think I think the last save I made was when I was like, I had very little health and I, I named the save uh, <laughs> Father, I'm dying. <laughs> so, yep. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'm still looking at this image of, of corrupted Veritas. She looks like a freaking xenomorph. Is that the one with the spikes coming out the sides? Or is yeah, that I think. She oh. looks cool. No, the the one with the spikes, like the skeleton thingy with the spikes. Yeah. That's that's uh, no. The the one of the final boss is like it's hidden behind like a spoiler tag. Oh, so you I see. Mouse yeah. over it. I see. So we're we're talking. We're referring to the guide, which uh, now that we're referring to it pretty explicitly i'll just link it <laughs> in the episode yeah. description so That's that you can see good. see these designs we're talking about uh although i don't think i don't think this actually has an image of the of the lady before she becomes uh yeah evil? i don't see one you'll probably find one but i think i think it's even just in the images like on steam yeah but um, would be around the solution. Yeah, it's not. You know, the more I think about it, the and from the sound of like, it sounds like there's like a lot of interesting combat that happens towards the end of the game. So this game is, uh, according to how long to beat, is eleven hours long. Um, 
I bet you could make a really solid four-hour experience out of this game. Probably. And I, I mean, I got to some of the combat. Um, specifically, like, the, the first, like, actually hostile enemy you encounter, uh, it's... You have to... You can stun it with your light beam, and you can... Fuck this guy. Yeah, and you can stun it with, um... With uh, telekinesis, like, you pick it up and just kind of fling it, and it stuns it. And the puzzle associated with that is that you have to lure it into a cage, and then, like, keep it stunned while you exit the cage, and then close the door behind you. And that's where I knew that I was not in for a fun time, because the AI was so stupid. Like, I would be backed into the corner of the cage, and it would just be, like, trying to get through the wall at me. So you, ha- I had to, like, sort of shepherd it in, and it was not fun. And those are fast, and deal a lot of damage. Yeah, they're real fast, and, and yeah, they d- definitely hurt you. And they're very hard to see in the dark. Like, they've got, <laughs> they've got one glowing red eye doesn't glow that brightly. Uh, like, I don't even... I I hesitate even to describe what they look like because I just don't know. I think they might have a lot of, like, tentacle arms, perhaps. But, and then you're stuck with two of them in a really, really small room. Yeah, and then they start... And then they, like, start throwing them at you in packs. It's, it's not great, and, I mean, I'm assuming it's much easier once you get some of those higher-level offensive spells... Um, Were you guys using um, controller, by the way, or mouse and keyboard? I was using mouse mouse and keyboard. Did you do it with controller? No, I was doing mouse and keyboard as well. I was doing controller at first, but it didn't look like it was very good. Anything where you're in first person and you have to control looking, I prefer. Uh, Especially if you have to do something precise, like aim at a target, I prefer mouse. Yeah, so do I. There was actually, there was one point where I... um, I had my controller sitting in front of me and I think I had like gone to get water or something and I sat back down and I just picked up the controller and started playing and I was like wait a minute this has controller support oh and then I went back to mouse and keyboard <laughs> yeah oh, that sounds better. Um, okay so so the, the glowy red eye enemy I guess since we're talking about enemies now I'll just go through that is called yep. apparently is called the Savar and they just attack you, and you gotta stun them, and you can use I mean, your offensive spells I, eventually. Even if they tell me it's Savar, it's the glowing red eye thing. Yeah, it's the glowy yeah. boy. Um, and that's sort of oh. the problem with all these world-building nonsense. Yeah. yeah. It's like, you could just you could just uh, give me, like, either give me a name that, like, has some kind of mnemonic built into it, like an, it's an Oculus because it's got a big glowing eye or whatever, right? Or just like don't, you know, don't or yeah, assume that I'm not going to remember your made-up fantasy name. Yeah. Basically, is what it is. Um, let's see. The next enemy, which is, is fine because they didn't require you to remember yeah, the made-up exactly. fantasy name for the creature. Um, the next enemy is a Will o' the Wisp, which is see already better. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Which, as you might expect from other games, is just like a glowy thing. Which, uh, reading about it, it it won't explicitly attack you. I guess if uh, if you see one and you just kind of hold still, it'll just kind of wander away. And it looks like the only way it can damage you is by using telekinesis on you and just like dropping you off a cliff, <laughs> which is which is kind of great. 
did, did the uh, did the little bugs and the little like flying squid things from the first chapter have fun fantasy names? Uh, critters. Yeah, they're just called critters. Oh, interesting. So okay. Yeah. That's fine. That's a great name. Yeah, critters. And, that's and... what they are. They're crawling bug critters and flying squid critters. Yeah, exactly. Um, the the next enemy is uh, the first boss, which is called the uh, Winged Glory, which is, I mean, I guess that's an appropriate name. It looks like a like half of a lady. Like she's got arms, maybe maybe four arms, and she flies around and has armor and stuff. Uh, let's see. And I want to go look at that picture. Yeah, it's. I mean, it's. It. I. I. I guess I won't really go into boss tactics since I didn't do the boss fight. But that's that's an enemy. Um, oh, they don't have a picture in the guide. Dang it. Yeah, they do. It's it's a hidden one. Oh, is it? Yeah, you got a mouse over the little thing. Anyway, uh, <laughs> I'll let you do that. Um, the 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 next enemy is the Sharseth, which is not a good name. And it looks like a spiky skeleton man, and that's the enemy that actually also has spells that that it can use against you. Uh, also, I think that's a pretty cool design. I don't know, I like it. A lot of these designs are like super edgy, like dark fantasy edgy, which I. Will... I mean, that's sort of what you want, right? Yeah, exactly. Like, I'll admit, I like it. It's dumb. And it's like teenage boy edgy, but I like it. <laughs> um, I'm I'm looking at these uh, like some of these screenshots, and it does it get like techno future punk later? Because there's some stuff that looks like it's just in like a like a spaceship hallway. I don't. I, yeah, I have no idea. Are you looking at okay. the the Seth, which looks like I'm looking in like chapter the like end of chapter. Uh, wait, no, where am I? I'm in like Red Side Part One, and the beginning, or Red Side Part Two, and the beginning of Blue Side Part One. Oh yeah, I didn't even I didn't even look at those. Those do look like spaceship. That's weird. Um, yeah, oh, maybe there's more to the story. I yeah. think like this this game maybe, and it's it, you know again none of us finished it. Um, it's possible this game just suffered very badly from pacing problems where they didn't put their interesting parts up front which you absolutely must do in a game because you have to hook your players in, like, the first five minutes of the play. Yep. Um, because most people who are not, like, obligated to play it for a podcast are not going to give it more than, like, half an hour yeah. um, at most. <laughs> so, like, it's super, super important that you put your best foot forward, and it's possible that the story gets really interesting later and that, like, they do some really cool stuff unexpectedly with the mechanics, but... If so, we saw none of that. Yeah. So And those bosses look they look cool. Yeah, like like the like the, the I mean the Sharseth isn't a boss, but it looks cool and then the the next boss is like the the Rock Emesh, which is just like a big lava demon and you're fighting it in apparently like a cathedral hallway with like big ass vaulted windows and that looks cool. Um, and then the final boss is is uh, corrupted Veritas and she looks like a like a xenomorph with a mask. She looks she looks like a mix between a xenomorph and like femto. If if you've watched Berserk, that's like spoiler, Griffith is actually evil and he becomes a demon who wears a cool mask and it looks like that mask. Um, not not a relatable probably 
reference there, but it's <laughs> it's, it's, it's what it kind looks of. like. Okay. I yeah, I don't I don't know anybody. I mean, I don't even like Berserk that much. But no, fuck, it, fuck me. it was boring. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it, like they they've been doing the same story arc for like I don't know, 10, 15 years now because the guy just is old and doesn't write very much. I don't know. Uh, it's still going? Yeah, it's still going. I think I think the guy, like, I, I don't know. I, the, I think the joke is that Guts has been on a boat for, like, like 10 years at this point because that's how slowly it's progressing, but... Yeah, they've they've made like six movies and they're all the same like two story arcs basically. Jesus. It's anyway. It's, it's really unfortunate. Berserk. The Berserk podcast. Um <laughs> Yeah. And I don't I don't actually know what happens at the end of the game because this this guide is isn't like a story like it doesn't say anything about the story. It's yeah, just if a you have a, guide. if you have not just games, but if you really have any story that has like a cool twist in it or like makes a really cool turn later in the story. Don't your story me. your story has to be good enough otherwise to get your audience members up to that point. Like it has to be as worthwhile a media experience without that twist. Like or not as worthwhile but you know a worthwhile media experience without that twist. Like yeah. that's important. Like the the twist can elevate an already good story but it can't salvage a bad one. And there was, like, there was nothing that particularly hooked me at the narrative in the first hour and a half of this game that I played. Yeah, because we didn't get any narrative. It's like, trundling through the desert, here's a temple, get some spells. Here's a tip. For your, <laughs> for your I was there was some story. There was rocks fell and people died. Yeah, uh, and there were some tits in there. Yeah. yeah, you should always have some tits in there. Yep. <laughs> uh, Apparently, I mean, for for how I, I don't mind tits. Yeah, neither do I. <laughs> Definitely. Uh, it just makes it just tends to make me roll my eyes a bunch is the thing. Yeah, I, it, it definitely depending on how how it is. Um, I mean, I will say, I if everything wasn't so dark, I think it would look really cool. There's a lot of like. There's a lot of interesting architectural bits. So so here's my thoughts on that. I think they have a lot of really cool art assets that are not arranged very well in the game. Yeah, that's also true. Um, yeah, there are definitely some rooms where there's just like, here's a bunch of masks that we put on the wall. Mm-hmm. And that's fine, I guess. It's, it's, I, yeah. Yeah. I like it, but it's not like... I like it, but I won't claim that it's necessarily good. I guess this is the point. A lot of a lot of areas are really sparse and samey, and and some areas are really over overdone. Where they're just like, this is a yeah. room and a hallway, so let's pack all of our assets into this room. Yeah, and then it's super super busy, visually. Yeah. So I think my biggest problem with this game is it tries to do so much and it tries to do like platforming it tries to do combat it tries to do puzzles yeah. and it's already have like this this weird mechanic that yeah it's already most people are not used to yeah i mean even just those and first it... instances of combat i was like 
panicking, like, oh god, I gotta cast these spells real good. Uh, which yeah. adds an unnecessary layer of stress. And I have no idea why it's there. Yeah, the thing is, like, it's much better to do, like, one or two things really, really well than to try and do four things mediocrely. Yeah. Right? Like, you could have just, like, not had platforming in Please, this. please don't make me platform in first person. I, yeah. well, but I won't want to. Like, it has such a strong appeal, this game, already, from the start. You yeah. cast spells with your voice. Yeah. And this... Yeah, just let me solve puzzles with that, right? That's what Portal is. It's like, hey, we found a fun physics gimmick. We're just going to have you solve a bunch of puzzles with this fun physics gimmick. Like, there and then is... they added more physics gimmicks. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and, like, the, 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 at the very end, they make you do a little bit of combat, but it's a very puzzly sort of combat where you yeah. just have to figure out how to get to a location. Mm-hmm. And, and, yeah, and Portal works because it does really good puzzles, and it has a really interesting character that's like yep. sort of as your foil not obviously not shell shell is in, uninteresting <laughs> uninteresting by design uh, um but yes yeah, so, yeah so like there's there's fun like narrative to accompany you while you just go through a very clean environment performing the gimmick that they gave you over and over yep. <laughs> right yep. in in a variety of ways just using the um, gimmick in increasingly complex ways yes yeah and i mean there's a lot of spells so there's a lot to do with that yeah, yeah I think, there was. I think they could have cut down the spells as well, for sure. Like as I said, I think you could. The more I think about this, the more I think like you could make a really slick four-hour experience out of this if mm-hmm. you polished the hell out of it. Yeah, like I think. All right, spells that I would get rid of. I would get rid of telekinesis and just make it so that you can pick up and put down objects with your hands. <laughs> yeah, with with your with your with your regular ass non-magic hands. Um... Or make it more, like, more things around it. Yeah. I Do stuff with it more. Yeah, I didn't, I didn't come across a whole lot of things that need to be manipulated in that manner. Um, well, there's the, the, the one I just finished to get to Chapter 2 is, like, you have to use a box as a step, stepping stone and then pick up the box place it somewhere before moving on. They could have put a third box there, though. <laughs> like, <laughs> That's true. Like, you could have just had a third box. Yeah, Fair. yeah. Um... I, I mean, I don't know. None of us got teleport, so I don't know how uh, useful it actually is. But uh, teleport, especially because they made it so that you can and have to use it in midair, seems like it's kind of just there to give you more stuff to do, which you don't it's need. It's there because teleporting is fun. Yeah. That's the reason it's there. Is teleporting fun? I don't know. <laughs> like, generally, yes. Okay. Okay. Um, well, if if it's fun, keep it and have me do that instead of platforming. Like... Yeah, actually, yeah. Um, I like I like the idea of the shield mechanic that stays. Uh, I don't know why we necessarily need two fire spells. Like, I get that one's like a remote detonation and the other one is just like a, a wall, but maybe those can be combined in some way. Or maybe maybe if you like put down three runes in a row and then you detonate them it makes a wall for you. I don't know. Like, Also, I, isn't one of the spells upgradable? I, so yeah. That could be an upgrade. Um, which one was it? I think... Telekinesis. Yeah, it's telekinesis. Which, what does that even do? Oh, it gives you a stasis option. So, you can stop objects or you can 
turn things into floating platforms. Yeah. I forgot oh, about that. Oh, so like you can like go and it just hovers in midair kind of thing? I Is think. I have no idea. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not sure. Or maybe you have to like stasis it while it's in midair, which would be garbage. <laughs> yeah, I forgot about that one. Yeah, I, I would be in favor of a, uh, a four, a four hour version of this game. Also, I think possibly worth noting that the, uh, the how long to beat, which I also looked at, was based on like two playthroughs. Yeah. So, so two people took eleven hours to beat it. Yeah. Um, who knows how much of that time is being lost, though? Yeah. Right? Like, exactly. All of us were lost for extensive periods of time, so... Yeah, how much of that was being lost, and how much of that was, like, getting stuck on one pixel hunt, or one, like, goofy bullshit puzzle that you didn't find a journal entry for. Yeah. I'm not sure I agree with you on cutting down the spells. I... I think the spells are... Like, right now, sort of unnecessary, a lot of them. But I really like the idea of having a big pool of spells to cast from. It, yeah, it's... And having a, a an advanced spell book. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And it's probably... They probably seem less useless once you get to a point where you need them. Um, I, at the very least, make it easier to see what they are. I was going to say, if, if you don't cut down the number of spells, you need a quick reference yep. key. Yeah. You need a thing that you just, like, hit a button and it just pops up on the side, like, a list of all the things with an icon next to each one. How like, do you not have a spellbook? Yeah, exactly, right? In a you game like a, this, how you need a goddamn spellbook yeah. that you don't have to oh, go into a menu to find. You need, a, like, I need, like, an overlay that I can, like, hotkey and it just, like, either on the whole screen or on the side, it has an icon of the spell I'm casting and it's got the words and that's it. Hell, you could even do it, like, diegetically. You push a key and, like, your little guy opens up the book and it just, like, you look at the book for a second and then you close the book. If you really want it to be that way. But I like an overlay better. It's, that sounds less less of a hassle. <laughs> uh, yeah. I don't know. I, I don't know. I think, I think I'll probably play more of this. I don't know if I'll get all the way through it, but... I might pick it up again and try to get through the rest of it. Yeah, I kind of want to see the boss fights. Yeah. <laughs> if if either of you do, tell me about like what the deal is with that weird sci-fi futury bits. Yeah. Future-y looking. <laughs> I'm super curious now about like what the hell that's supposed to be. Yeah. I I didn't even notice that when I was looking through, looking at this guide before, but it, it definitely is a huge shift in the visuals so hmm yeah well I think we talked about it <laughs> that might be all we have to say yeah. on the matter I mean we're I'm sitting at an I hour mean, let me check. let so. me check my notes um so my notes are in order god I'm, I feel so mean I shouldn't be so mean people worked hard on this um my notes are in order, amateurish, and the bullet points that are examples. Uh, writing kind of meh. Uh, <laughs> feels like something designed by technical people, not game designers, and needs game design with a list of bullets. <laughs> Good. Yep. <laughs> so I would say, like, overall, it's a, it's a great student game. 
Like, it's a great thing to play at a thesis show. I would yeah. be happy to play this at a thesis show. I'm not super happy about having paid 20 bucks for it on Steam. Yeah, I agree. With both of those things. I mean, <laughs> I mean, sh- nobody... Okay, nobody I knew made anything this impressive in school, so, you know, good on you also, for that. Also, like, if the voice recognition works good for you, yeah. that's amazing. Yeah. Yeah. And I, like, I mean, I know you said you had some issues with it, but I never did. So, so and it does, that's at it least... it doesn't feel nearly as dorky as I was expecting it to feel, to say yeah. it's spelled. Yeah. I was actually sort of fine with it. Yeah. I didn't think about it. I do need to go back and do it in English. Magic missile! <laughs> <laughs> see, how, see what difference it makes, yeah. You have to make your own spells. I... Name them. I put on my robe and wizard hat. Uh, <laughs> I wish I had a wizard hat. Man. Yeah, me too. <laughs> uh, also, like, the sensitivity. I had had to put it at the absolute minimum. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That was one of the first settings that I changed and had to restart the game so that it would take a And I had, like, a super low DPA, DPI on my mouse. So it was, like, not possible to go lower. Yeah. <laughs> like, that combined with the motion blur... Kyla, I'm so sorry. Yeah. So yeah, so part of the reason I didn't get very far in this game, by the way, for for, for anyone curious, uh, is that I could only play it for half an hour at a time without motion sickness, but, yeah. or before the motion sickness got too bad. So if you are making a game, fucking allow me to turn off your goddamn head bob. Like, fine if you don't want to mess with the like weirdness that is like uh you know the the camera POV like uh width or whatever. Um, like, I get there's some things that you don't want to, you know, like, that are hard to put in. But head bob is something that you put in. Let me take it out, Yeah, please. head bob and, like, motion blur. It can't be that difficult to turn off motion blur. Or to give you the option to turn off motion blur. I would assume. Maybe not. I don't know. Yeah. It's super easy. Okay. Carl well, it confirms de- it. it. It depends on It depends on how written into your shaders they are. If they're, I like, guess. hard-coded into your shaders, then they might be hard to turn off. But if they're yeah, hard-coded into your shader, then... Then quit. <laughs> what yeah, are you if, fucking if, doing? If, like... yeah, if, if they're hard-coded uh, into your shader, what are you doing? Mm. Yeah, um, I mean, some stuff might just come with the engine, and they don't know enough to customize it to turn it off. But this team was made up of two programmers. Like, the, the most common job on your team was programmer. Um, but the other, like, the two artists were one 2D artist and one 3D artist. So, like, the only the only thing that you had two of was programmers. Yeah. I expect the programming to be good. Yeah, and I mean... I mean, I think all it's, the programmers... like, a case of not really thinking it's an issue. Yeah. Yeah. And that's the thing. It's, like, all the programmers that I know, maybe not all of them, but the ones that I know very well are extremely thorough people, so... Think about it. <laughs> I guess consider, consider that like this is a serious problem for some people, and like I can manage it. I can play for a little bit if I drink some ginger ale. But some people have it real, real bad. Yeah. Um, and it's like it prevents them from playing games. So if you want more people to play your games, make your games more accessible. Yeah. <laughs> like, give us these controls. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, I think I was real bad at the very beginning when there was like some some 
bad, some real slopes that were kind of Dutch angly. And I'm like, mm-hmm. no, why would you give me like angled surfaces? My weakness. <laughs> but then it got better. Yeah, yeah. I was I was really in like that one outdoor segment, but I, it's it, yeah. it isn't as bad. I think once you get inside, and everything's just dark, so you can't see uh, <laughs> the so issues. One game- Tangenting. Uh, mm-hmm. One game that I play a lot of, uh, or have played a lot of, I don't as much these days, um, with Huck is uh, Borderlands 2, um, which has a bunch of, like, you can just, like, set the width of the camera, like, to whatever you want, and it's, like, the, the view angle. And, like, there's lots and lots of controls, and it's great. Um, but there is one goddamn level towards the beginning uh, where you're in, like, this big wrecked ship, uh, and it's all Dutch angles. It's all things that are at not, uh, you know, not vertical, not horizontal, and not, like, a clean diagonal plane. They're mm-hmm. at, like, a weird cocked angle. Yeah. And you have to walk up all these weird cocked angles. And I, like, have to look away from every few seconds when I play that segment. Uh. It's not a super long segment, but you have to get through it for the main storyline. Right. And I just have to, like, not look at the screen for that part of the uh. game. I also have to not run because you can turn off head bob in that game, but it doesn't turn off head bob when you're sprinting. Oh. So I have to just never sprint. So oh, like all, when I play with people, because the co-op before that for that game is great, I have to just be like, okay, either I'm always going to be behind you guys, or we have to, you have to just walk with me. I'm slow, just walk so I can keep up. Yep. At least you're the NPC. You have to yeah. escort. <laughs> yeah, you're the escort <laughs> <Yeah>. mission. <laughs> I mean, at least they didn't make the ship like sway, did they? No, no. Okay. It's, it's so that's fine. That would that would be, that would a be nightmare. Awful. Um, but yeah, so I mean, it, the, and the walking part kind of works out a little bit because I usually play sniper, and oh, so if I'm yeah. the person in the back, that's fine. Yeah, you gotta play, yeah. gotta play to your strengths. I, yeah, there are some parts where I'm like, guys, don't start the fight yet. Wait for me coming. <laughs> Just gotta gotta haul your big old gun. That's that's anyway. uh, that's character development. All right, <laughs> building, <laughs> world building. Uh, yeah. All right. I th- like, this is one that, like, if you're someone who is doing a similar project and you want to, like, look at some prior art, then I would recommend this game. For mm-hmm. anything else, I would probably not recommend you get this game. Yeah. If it sounds interesting, I don't know, maybe get it on sale. Yeah, if you can find it on, like, big sale, maybe. Yeah. Otherwise, I mean, yeah. Really, really impressive student project. Not so impressive final polished, uh, you know, product. Yeah. But the voice recognition works. Yeah, but the voice voice recognition works well, and it's it like uh, it's you know it's it feels really cool. Uh, so I did end up leaving a Steam review on this. I left a one sentence Steam review, uh, mm. and my one sentence of this game is uh, the voice recognition spellcasting is not cool enough to make up for the fact that there's nothing else interesting about this game. That's That sounds... Damn. And that's basically it in a nutshell. <laughs> it's mean. It's kind of a mean thing to say and I feel a little bad about it. But We've that been is kind of mean. 
That is honestly how I feel about it. But we're trying to not be too mean. Which, I don't know if that makes it worse or better. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Yeah. So let's talk about the next game. Let's talk about the next game, which will absolutely not, which will absolutely not give you motion sickness. (laughs) Yeah. Hopefully. So the next game, uh, the next game is uh, a game jam game made by a friend of mine. So we're going like even, even studentier than this game. So uh, I had some friends from grad school uh, and one friend was like, it's annoying to me that like we have like all these Christmas movies like Christmas movies are a thing like let's make a movie that's like Christmas themed for Christmas um, but nobody does that for like games like there aren't really Christmas games um, or you know Valentine's Day games maybe there's like that weird dating one that they played on uh, Mostly Walking that yeah. time but you know like for the most part there aren't like local celebration type games and I mean localized to like a, a the calendar. Right. So he's like, I'm gonna throw a game jam where like a bunch of people are gonna get together and we're all gonna make Christmas themed games. Damn it! Nice. Uh, and so another of my friends and friend and classmates, uh, Mike Sennett, for this game jam made a uh, text adventure game um, uh, called The Ghosts of Christmas Blank. Um. And I know nothing about it, other than it is a, you know, twine game. Uh, And it should be fairly short, because it was made for a game jam. Uh, And so we're going to play that, since it's, you know, Christmas, we're going to play a Christmas game. Yeah. Uh, So I know nothing about the the game itself. What I can tell you about my friend Mike is he's a... He tends to do comedy stuff. Like, he's a really funny guy, and he tends to write these, like, really weird, offbeat sort of uh, just, like, fun, but, like, a bizarre kind of funny. Um, for instance, the indie... So he is also an indie game designer, and he's uh, right now working on a game called Astronaut the Best, um, which is a little bit like um, Long Live the Queen, except you are uh, managing a team of astronauts instead of a queen. Nice. <laughs> um, so you, you, are like, you are, like, the head of the space program in this, like, fictional fantasy world, um, and there's you're like in a involved in a fictional space race against snake people, uh, and so you have to like train your astronauts to be better than the snake people uh, at going to space. Um, but they can have all kinds of traits like this one is a is a psychosomatic werewolf, and this one is like very allergic to roller coasters, so can't train in the like area that's like the theme park. This sounds like XCOM. <laughs> Yeah, it's somewhere it's somewhere between XCOM and Long Live the Queen. Excellent. Um, about about astronauts, and it it looks like hilarious. I've played a couple of the like um, you know the builds as he's been working on it, and there's some really funny weird stuff. So he is a he is a funny weird guy, also known for like Jump Kick Justice, the game where that's a law game where your only move is jump kicking. Um, that's a two player game. Uh, Walk Straight, which is a game in which uh, you just have to walk straight forward for the whole game and not be tempted off to the side by, like, the treasure chests or the damsels in distress or, like, the end of the path that's taking a right-hand turn or whatever. Um, These are all, like, you know, his student games and stuff. Um, He does actually have some released games. He has a rhythm game called Alpha Beats, 
which is like a, a rhythm slash like a thing game, like one of those, you know, like Scrabble type games. Mm-hmm. Um, he released a student game that I worked on with him uh, on iPad at one point, which was uh, Safari Rescue. Oh, yeah. Which is, uh, yeah, which we may or may not have talked I about. Think, I think you've mentioned it. I don't, I mean, you can tell us about it again because I love it. I love yeah, the concept. So, so Safari Rescue is a game where you have to get safari animals from the left, you know, from one part of the screen over to a target on the right side via uh, a helicopter with a giant butterfly net uh, at the bottom. And it's one of those, like, hilariously bad physics games where you can just, like, pick a giraffe up by its head and it just, like, dangles the whole thing down underneath. Is that, that's, um, that's only on iPad, right? Uh, I think so. Okay, because I remember... And, and honestly, it might not be uh, compatible with newer, um, like, newer OSs anyway. I mean, so. that, that doesn't matter because I don't have any iOS. I feel like I looked for it for, like, non-iOS before and was disappointed that I couldn't play it. Anyway. There's a, there's a version of it that's just, like, like an older version before they did the polish for the release. Oh, okay. Uh, there's an older version of it that's just free online oh. that I might be able to find and, and send you guys if you want. Ooh. Um, so he released... Those two. Oh, and um, he also released Shove Pro, which is uh, a game about that chase scene movie where, you know, like, a guy is being chased by cops or whatever, and so he, like, tumbles over a fruit stand behind him so that they'll run into it and fall oh. over. Like, it's that as a game mechanic. Nice. So All of this infinite, sounds great. Yeah, it's an infinite runner where you're actually running towards the front of the screen, and the goal is to, like run into to people and things and shove them behind you to get rid of the people chasing you. I like this. I like all of this. Yeah, so this guy, the guy who did all these games, uh, has made us a Christmas text adventure. So that's what we're going to play. And uh, it's... Uh, I mean, it's... it's the, the URL is difficult to say because his, his website is like a fox, but it's not spelled as you would expect, like a fox to be yeah. spelled. It's spelled like the space dog and like Guy Fox. Yeah. Don't uh, worry, I'll, I'll link it everywhere. I was going to say, but it'll, yeah, but it'll be linked in the various uh, places that we link things. Yes. Um, so, I put it somewhere here. Yeah, like, likeafox.com slash Christmas is the, uh, the URL, but we will put it, um, we will put it in various places so you can find it. Yes. And it should be short, um, which is fine because we're mostly going to be, you know, having our Christmas breaks and stuff. Yeah. But it's going to be a while before our next podcast, it sounds like. Yeah. Um, I will not be available until uh, January 14th. So it's going to be about a month and we'll be talking about Christmas games after Christmas, which is fine. Yeah. Look, look. Nothing wrong with that. Yeah. The calendar does not dictate what games... (laughs) We, we could... are not slaves to its pages. <laughs> we should just, you know, we should just find a bunch of Christmas games and play Christmas games for all of 2018 <laughs> until Christmas, and then we'll pick non-Christmas games. Yep. Or we could do Christmas themed. We could do our own Christmas themed game jam. That's true. I, I mean, I'm not capable of making anything but a Twine game. That's okay. So. You can make. A... <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Eventually, eventually, I need to. I'm gonna have to learn like like Renpy for for whatever I get off my ass and make that visual novel. But who knows what <laughs> Actually, that's gonna be? Speaking of Christmas themed game jams, there's a like a game jam going on at school right now that I couldn't attend. 
about Christmas themed. Hey, nice. nice. So, so you should, uh, yeah, play some of those once they're done, and uh, come back to come to the next po- podcast with like fun examples. Yeah, the theme uh, was an unusual Christmas, so that means pretty much everything. Yeah, <laughs> and I kind of don't like those kind of themes. Yeah, well, I mean to be fair, um, Safari Rescue was made for a uh, for a game jab, and the theme was like a particular poem, and our game had just nothing to do with that. Oh yeah, wasn't it like about? Like, you justified it by saying, like, the poem was about childhood and this is the kind of make-believe game a child would play or something like that? Basically, yeah. yeah. That's that's how we... What, we were... We proudly remember the judges referred to as tangential bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> but we won that game, Jam. Our, our game got the best overall. <laughs> Hell yeah! Hell yeah, you, you, you bend those themes yep. to whatever uh, suits what your, was, your purposes. What it was, actually based on was a dream that Mike had shortly before the game jam. (laughs) He literally dreamt about this game and then we just made it. (laughs) It was awesome. But anyway. So that's what we're playing. We'll we'll include some links. People can find it. And uh, yeah, play that. Enjoy it. It's been a while since we've said the title, but it's The Ghosts of Christmas Blank. So, Mm -hmm. just just a reminder. It'll be linked (laughs) on Twitter. It'll be linked in the uh, forum as well. And I'll link it on SoundCloud, too, just to be sure. Cool. Yeah. And that's, uh... That's the episode. We did it. And... You have to, you have to do the plugs first. Oh, yeah, we... Oh, yeah, you're right. Oh. Oof. Forgot a segment. Oh, my bad. Oh, no. <laughs> we did Good thing we got this vacation coming up. Yeah. No kidding. Um, all right. Well, hello. Goodbye. I'm Kelso. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Kelso Timebomb. Uh, I do art tweets sometimes and that is at ktimebombart um, I am Kyla I have a Twitch stream on Sundays I'm considering still streaming next Sunday even though that's like Christmas Eve morning um, but we'll see uh, lately we've been so I stream like uh, old nostalgic games that, and we kind of see how they hold up uh, now that a lot of time has passed uh, and we're currently streaming Super Mario Sunshine, um, and that's been a lot of fun. It's a it's an unusual little game, in a lot of ways. We just have the weirdest like sudden adventure uh, like adventure game level in the middle of nowhere. I don't even know how to describe it. It was crazy. Um, I like jump. I had to like go into a men's restroom and jump near a wet wall in order to get sucked into a basin and then realize that I had to spray a painting with water and then a oh. ghost appeared and that meant I could jump through the painting. Is that the and, uh, and... hotel? Yeah. 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 <laughs> it was, there was a lot of weird steps that didn't make any sense and I felt like I was in an adventure game and it was very strange. Um, oh, but anyway... So, uh, yeah, so follow me at Kyla underscore go on Twitter to get info about when I am and I'm not streaming that kind of uh, weirdness. Cool. Yeah, and I'm Carl. Follow me on Twitter at, at Skug3. Do you got, anything, you got anything to plug? No. Cool. You got any homework for our viewers? Yeah. No. You're an easy, you're an easy instructor. No homework. Make Christmas twine game. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's your homework. Make Christmas-themed twine games. Yeah. And then link them to us. Yeah, twine is so easy, even I can do it. So, no excuses (laughs) whatsoever.
Uh, okay, now it's been the episode. Yep. Now, now we have done the episode. Uh, <laughs> we will be back in about a month. We will be talking about the coast, co- the the, 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 the <laughs> ghosts of Christmas, and uh, we hope to and see we you may there. Or, we may or may not have a special guest for that one. Oh yeah, so. that's true. That would be great. Yeah. Anyway, thank you for listening. We'll see you next time. Goodbye. Bye. Bye. Bye.